0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Dig Sight Podcast. My name is Danny and I'm joined once again by Mr. Ben J. Marsh. Good evening. And the insightful, enigmatic, the nameless king himself. It's just Greg! <laughs> Why did we do this? <laughs> In this episode we're going to be talking Stranger Things 2 and Thor Ragnarok. So I'm going to say spoilers for both those films right now. Uh, if you haven't seen them, don't go any further. Um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, Stranger Things 2 came out. Uh, I absolutely loved this show. Uh, Greg, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I feel the same. I think
1: it um, it links back to a lot of kind of childhood things that I watched in the past. Love it. Love this season. Love last season. Bring on mm. season three.
0: There's a lot of this kind of 80s Stephen King type... Uh, stuff lately it's a it's a really cool atmosphere um Stranger Things 2 arguably better than the first one I'm not sure um, um
1: I don't know I, th- I think for me maybe
0: uh maybe I'm par mm-hmm. Ben what are your thoughts
2: well having actually now watched Stranger Things 1 um finally caught up with it with you guys uh I really enjoyed both um Season 2 felt like it delved a little bit more into the Upside Down and what else can go on in there, Um, with the giant sort of tentacle The Mind Slayer. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, Very interesting sort of concept. It kind of looks like, I know it's obviously from another dimension, but it sort of resembles that sort of alien head, the long head that faces backwards, some Mm -hmm. sort of nightmare
1: sort of... Uh, um... Looks looks like something of the field, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. That kind of reminded me of that. I guess uh, that's something that might be interesting. How did you feel watching on back-to-back in terms of the... I guess, like, the, the, the genre? Because I... When I've always talked about like season one, I've always felt that it was kind of a, a big mismatch of genres. Like, there's a bunch of different yeah. things, like a coming-of-age story and, like, a mystery and a... A thriller and whatever else and i think that the majority of those are still present in season two but not in the same sort of structure in the same way i think it was a little bit less of a mystery um yeah, yeah. i think what, what do you think i mean ben i, I guess especially
2: um I, I honestly i felt it just sort of expanded on um what series one had done so obviously you had the um the relationships between uh um, characters developing um, between Nancy and uh, Jonathan rather than uh, Steve. Um, obviously it seems like they've now sort of parted and it's more of just part of a, a friend zone um, character in there. I wasn't
0: crazy about that development personally. I thought it was a no. little forced if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and not, not in the way that they did it as such because it actually did feel pretty natural but I get the feeling that it wasn't Wasn't necessarily where the creators or writers originally wanted to go. That's just the vibe I get. Um, Because I know a lot of of fans wanted that pairing from the first season. I disagree. Um, I think
2: at the end of series one, obviously, it was. It just seemed like she ended up with with Steve. Um,
0: I mean, some time had passed between. Yeah, absolutely,
2: between between the two. But at the end of series one, she she didn't seem like it was. She was was cross-minded as to what she wanted. It didn't seem as though she was set on Steve. It just kind of ended up that she was with Steve. Jonathan appeared to be sort of still having the same feelings. I um, I don't know. And I I, knew that there was something going to be going on.
1: Yeah, I I thought the the end of season one, I thought that it was kind of, after all the shit that's happened and obviously all the stuff that Steve had done, you know, prior to actually becoming Mother Hen Steve in season Mm -hmm. two, uh, who I love, by the way, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So prior to all that, like, Steve did a lot of dickish things, and she still stuck with him.
0: Uh-huh, so that yeah.
1: suggests to me that, that yeah, her mind is made up. Exactly. Like, this is yeah. what she's chosen. He, his face was being a really nice guy the entire way through. Oh, you know, really understanding, really caring, sharing this experience with her. And she, she, she see, uh, the, the, that scene at Christmas at the end of season one. She yep. seemed to be pretty happy with Steve. And I was okay. Yeah, with that's that. how I felt. You yeah, know, it was getting kind of like that was okay, well, perfect. You know, when they were on on the couch.
2: He sort of yeah. got his arm around her. I, I felt the opposite. I thought it was a bit forced.
1: I, I felt with that scene in particular. I felt, yeah, it, it's a little out of the blue, because it's like, okay, she's just shared all this thing with what's his what's his name, Jonathan. Sorry, the, John, she just shared all this thing with Jonathan. Yet she's still gone back to Steve, who's been a dickhead for the majority of the season. Um, so I thought that that, that was a little bit weird. I kind of accepted it because this is the decision she's made. This is. The I don't feel she's weird about it. it. To kind of...
0: um, the, the, this this show's really good in how it uses its characters because, like in in this weird and wacky world, you know, where it, there's, there's there's not a lot of um, realistic stuff going on. Obviously, with the the whole interdimensional stuff, um, but it's it's actually quite grounded in how it uses its characters. Yeah. Uh, throughout the, throughout the whole first season, you know she's she's crazy about Steve and he's a dick, but she sees something in him and and yeah uh, yeah I despite see all, all, all all the shit that he does and like just because she went monster hunting a couple times with Jonathan doesn't mean she's gonna suddenly yeah. fall in love with Jonathan. Um, yeah, I, I even know, even, I even though had, I guess that's what a, a traditional film or TV show would kind of go yeah. for that, but this that's one didn't. And I, th- and I think because of how many people uh, were, were because people were so vocal that they wanted that relationship I think they've they've gone and done that for that reason so I wasn't as much of a fan of that in this in in season two
1: but bear in mind as well that it gave birth to mother hen Steve he was allowed it to did. move into that area
0: it did and and, it was very and this good. is
1: and this is the best thing to happen to the series yeah so i'm I'm okay with it
0: who would have thought in season one we would have got a Stephen the kids pairing? It worked yeah. so well. I loved it. Yeah, Steve yeah. Is, is one of the best characters. He's always getting bigger with every season, though. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be huge next season. Um, and again, what I said about the characters, this, um, I love the way it uses its characters. Um, there's, there's there's few um one dimensional characters. People have, these characters have have layers, you know. Um, Hopper's a Hopper's a great guy, but he has he, he has his issues himself. And Eleven does Eleven can be a little bit of a bitch, if I'm honest. Uh, you know. I don't, I'm trying to try to think of some examples. Like Lucas in season one, he was pretty. I thought he was kind of insufferable. He was a dick through most of season one. Well, mm. I mean, he was through jealousy, and um, Mike Easy had the kid. same thing kind of going on in uh, in in this season. Um, but uh, I think you know, Steve is the shining example of character development in this show. Obviously through Probably. his um yeah, through his arc in season one to the to the to the bully. Um into into this awesome great great dude these in season two. And they and they kinda do it again. Um with this season's bully in Billy. Yeah. Um he was just horrible throughout the whole thing. And then there's that scene towards the end. I think it's the last two episodes. Uh, with his, when his father shows up and like that that whole thing just had me rooting for him no this, no uh, not at all for, for Billy oh he, he did he did for Billy when his dad came in and 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 he was just this he was just this horrible narcissistic fucking piece of shit father who just kind of took pleasure in putting him down and in front of his girlfriend and calling his date a whore or whatever he called her and uh he was just he was just horrible so he's like oh god you can kind of see where he's getting this stuff from and i i don't know that that made me kind of root for him a little bit to the point where when he got when he rolled up at uh at mike's house and was talking to mike's mom i was like yeah go on man
1: <laughs> i um i didn't feel that way at all for him no, with Steve in season agree. one he he, re- he redeemed himself through his actions he actually did you know helped out at the end where is and this guy? I'm not. I'm not yeah.
0: saying. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He, I, I should. He, about, have... I don't, he didn't redeem. He didn't redeem himself at all. He, he was. A, he was a jerk till the end. Um, yeah, he, but there was that. Might've... There was that part of him where it was like, oh god, I really, I actually really felt for him in that moment.
1: No, no. I, I didn't. I didn't feel any sympathy. I think that, yeah, he maybe has some reason behind the reason how he is, but ultimately, mm. he is who he is because of himself. You know, no one else is controlling what he has to. Yeah. He's just a cunt. Oh, sorry, I've got dick out. Go. He's a dick.
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I, I like concert Cunts get, are Keep the concert. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the dig site cunt cast. It's good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I wasn't a fan of them. Uh, what did you think of Eleven's solo episode towards the end of the season where, um, where she kind of went off on her own little journey and found her sister?
2: not the greatest at all. It was nice that the, or, well, it was nice of them to try and create more story than what's going on obviously within the town. Um, we get introduced to um, another number. Uh, is it eight, I think? Eight, yeah. Um, She's in the, the room with Eleven when they're really young children. Um, mm-hmm. Eleven sort of has memories of of her, um, and ends up tracking her down in her own little episode. But the the change to sort of uh, sort of dyed hair, goth look, sort of finding herself, and then realizing, no, this isn't I'm not, this isn't right for me, and just heading back. Mm. It's it was a bit sort of not necessary. Could have it could have been without. you could have just had eleven turn up with. I think, her. Yeah, I think
0: the show could have. Could have gone on and been the same without it, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mind it. Sort of, because because she, she's she's been going through that journey throughout that this entire season of kind of feeling like she doesn't belong, um, being frustrated with her living conditions with Hopper, uh. um, and 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 stuff like that. So she she keeps trying to break away from it, and then she does, and then ultimately, you know, realizing that you know she, that that was her home and she was happy there, and it wasn't all bad. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. Um, I yeah, think it
1: was, I, I understand why why they put it in there. I understand what they were trying to do. Yeah, as in they were trying to trying to do some world building and also char- some character building on Eleven's behalf.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't think it really, you know, I I wasn't a fan of the episode. It was the weakest, probably by far, yeah. of the actual season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't. I don't know it, it was just not really interesting to me I think that there's there's potential there to explore these other characters and to explore what powers these other guys had and what treatment they actually got when they, yeah. they were under the uh, when they were kids or whatever but I don't know it felt divorced from everything that we've seen in this season and everything they've seen in the past season it just felt like
2: it felt uh, like a filler it felt like a filler yeah, episode
1: just 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 too divergent from everything else that's gone on yeah, I get, I get that. I, I, I didn't hate it, but um, it just didn't do much for me. And I think ultimately, when he when he came back to the scene, did was there any scenes? What well, I, I can't really remember all too well. Were there many scenes interspersed back in Hawkins
0: during that episode? No, I don't no, think I so. No, I don't think there was. So it was any. just
1: entirely right. Okay.
0: Other than when she kind of did her mind thing and then saw them in trouble. Sure. And that's what sure. made her want to come back, and I, I guess,
1: like I said, it, it's world building in in the regards of introducing other numbers, but it's character yeah. building for her because, like you said, she's finding out, you know, where she thinks she belongs and who she belongs with. Uh, there was that door open at the end of season one where her mum was still out there, mm-hmm. but they seem to have closed that because her mum's obviously too far gone. Yeah. I I like that that part though. I like that her mother
2: was able to communicate with her.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. I like Mm. I like
2: that idea, that concept, but I think they could have done a lot more with that.
1: Yeah, and I, um, I think the weakest part were just the other characters in it. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was. I
1: completely agree. Yeah, the punk guy and the the, you know, just I didn't I I didn't like these characters. I didn't. Oh, you know, root from yeah, they're going killing people. Who yeah. were just doing the jobs, mm. and I mean, they, they might have been assholes, but they're just doing the jobs,
0: and it ruined yeah, for at isn't... all. Yeah. So you're watching, you're watching Eleven,
1: approach. yeah, watching Eleven be all rebellious and shit. Oh well, it's... you know she's, but it's just this is this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Again, it was almost
2: like because Eleven's screen time was like reduced because she was in that cabin and not interacting with the lads in in the town, that they had to give her a full episode in a sense to. Give her some small screen time in series two uh, or interact with some people, and whether it was new or old or whatever, Mm -hmm. yeah, felt like that's that's the way they had to go. Otherwise, Eleven in a sense in that series was almost non existent till the last episode,
1: yeah. um... I think they need to pay a little bit more attention to Eleven in particular because you know, in the first season, ultimately, she's a plot device, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's got character to her, she's not just a blank slate, but she's a plot device, and if they're going to stick with this plot device. Sounds awful keep referring to it like that, but if they're gonna stick with it, then they need to they need to build her up and the girl, um, Millie something, whatever her name Millie is. Millie
0: Bobby Brown. Clearly a talented
1: talented young girl.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Maybe doesn't get to stretch her legs as much as she could with a character like Eleven that has a kind of limited yeah. vocabulary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Friends don't lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over and over again.
1: But I, I I, you know, I'm invested in her character, um, more so because of her connection to other characters. Because Mike. I, I, I do like, yeah, Mike, mainly Hopper, who's my favorite character, mm-hmm. right, season one, fantastic. season two. Yeah. So I'm invested in her character mainly because of her ties to other people, and obviously her ties to the the Stranger Things, the aspects of the world. Yeah. Um. But yes see where it goes
0: have you seen that um david harbour who plays hopper he's um cast his hellboy in the new upcoming hellboy movie
1: i didn't i, I think i've seen a, a screenshot
0: yeah he's there's a there's a promotional shot of him in the in the full suit in the in the makeup and everything he looks fucking awesome he's got the Was chin it, for it isn't he really <laughs> ripped as well in that
1: <laughs> screenshot yeah, yeah, yeah really really
0: mostly yeah, I don't know if that's him or the makeup or what, but he looks he looks badass. He looks really really cool. We'll have a look.
1: Yeah, look at up. I'll ignore um, the tapping.
0: Yeah, but yeah, he, he looks uh, he looks absolutely badass. As well as that, uh, do you remember um, the character from season one? I think episode one, um, the guy in the diner, who um, Eleven tried to steal from. Him, he he took her in. Oh, and he got and, killed. Uh, yeah. And they got killed by by the dicks at, at uh, yeah, at the lab. Yeah. He uh played Taserface in Guardians two. <laughs> Taserface. <laughs> Taserface <laughs> <laughs> That's a
2: shocking name. Still shocking. Yeah.
0: It's metaphorical. Loved it.
2: What <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie? It's a brilliant movie.
0: Um, as we were talking about um the uh, Eleven Sister episode. Um, there was that moment um, where uh, Eight kind of gives her that vision of Brenner, a papa. Um, mm-hmm. Is that true? Do you think he's alive? Do you think we'll see him again in a in a future season? So,
1: what happened to him in season one? I know that he was killed. He got. You I, got, he,
0: well, you don't seem killed. You get you seem yeah, pounced he, on by oh, the. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was actually the, doing the demogorgon.
1: I was doing it. Uh, I was doing air uh quotes when I said killed. Then obviously, <laughs> <I see>
0: that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got killed. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> right. So what? Yeah, Sorry. he get he gets pounced on by the demogorgon, and that's the oh, last you see him.
2: Right. I would assume he's dead.
0: Assume dead, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But if anything, like Game of Thrones tells you, you don't presume anything until you actually see it, but.
0: Well, of course, that guy who um, they were trying to kill said that he was still alive, so I wonder if he's be- mm. to be believed. He's a good villain, that Brenner character. I didn't, you, you didn't see too much of him in season one. I'd like to see more. He could mm. be a really good human antagonist.
2: Yeah. I liked. I like the doctor in this one, though. I'd prefer him, to be honest. Sam Sam Owens.
0: He was a nice guy, yeah. He wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Not an antagonist.
2: Just trying to no just trying
0: to wear. oh my god like we've got we've gone 20 minutes now talking about Stranger Things and we haven't even mentioned Bob Bob, Bob. Sean Aston. Bob the brain
2: oh my justice god justice
0: for Bob Sam justice <laughs> Samwise <laughs> oh man he, he was so good in this man I you love watch. Sean Aston. he was really really good such a nice guy he didn't deserve that man poor Bob
1: you can really see it coming though couldn't you oh absolutely I- as I was just saying to to Ben before this you knew that they were going to have to kill somebody off and they're not going to kill the existing characters off because these Uh are the guys that are driving the series and you're not going to kill the kids so who's it going to be? It's going to be fucking Bob Bob, Bob, Bob
2: being a hero Bob as well, Bob the hero he's like uh, going down to restart the, uh, the switches and fuses to get all the lights and power back on and Mm-hmm. Being directed over his little headset walkie-talkie with his headphone dangling down like he's some sort of cool dude. Um,
1: <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Radio Shack paid for that promotion. So that's, pro- that's probably a pretty decent. That's probably a different decent media exposure, that isn't it? I don't know.
0: Are Radio Shack still in existence? I know I that was in the eighties. I don't know. No, I would have thought so. Yeah, um, Bob was a great character. Such a nice guy, nerd. Uh, yeah, he was he was absolutely great. I Did was j- devastated
2: jump? though was when you know, when, um, when Will was and he like started forgetting his memories, mm-hmm. sat in, in the hospital bed and the first thing he comes up and he's like shocked to see him. It's Bob. It's like who who's that? Yeah, I didn't remember him. I was like, oh, I felt so sorry for him. Not for Will, for Bob. <laughs> it's like he'd yeah, been, yeah. been proper bonding with him and bought him all yeah. these like um, little like sort of puzzles and things like to to keep him feeling good and happy. And Will, no, uh, oh, sorry, Will. Um... Mm. Oh god, Mike. Uh, yeah, Will. What am I about? Will was getting on so well with with Bob, and then just to see it all sort of dashed away and been like, nope. If you're gonna do anything, you have to start again.
1: Yeah. yeah. Speaking of when we were talking about one-dimensional characters, Will. Will. will, yeah, will yeah, is probably will. the most one-dimensional character <laughs> yeah. in the main cast. <laughs> yeah. Not Sleeping not obviously. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, isn't it? So <laughs> he, he was he wasn't in the majority of season one. And this mm-hmm. time he was asleep or knocked out or drugged. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, they drugged that kid, yeah, he's probably gonna have like growth <laughs> issues afterwards. He fucking endorsed that guy up. Um
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's probably gonna he feel through most... him as an actor. Yeah. Hmm. He's, you see him on like talk shows like on Jimmy Fallon, like and he's there with, with, with them and like he's god he's barely had to actually act alongside them really. Yeah. So what have you done this season? <laughs> well I, I sat in a bed, um and pretended to sleep.
1: <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah, it's been great.
0: Yeah, maybe next season he, he won't have to be won't have to play a victim. He I hope so. Get stuck in. I, yeah, I
1: I don't think we need to keep exploring because now this rift is shut, yeah. allegedly shut. Uh, quotes again. You can't see that. Now that this rift is allegedly shut, then we don't need to keep exploring the stranger things through the, uh, through the the, the medium of will. So yeah. that'll allow him mm-hmm. to actually. Play, a a, play, yeah, play as much of a part of as all the other young lads. You know, the, uh, I guess the, the 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 boy who had a lot of involvement in last season and didn't do it this season was uh, Mike. So Mike mm. was a lot less involved, I thought, this season. Mm-hmm. He was the most important kid last season, I would have thought. Oh uh, yeah, I'd say so. So I I, I want to see exposure for all of these guys equally. Despite the, you know, Dustin being my favourite, I want to see yeah. exposure for all of them because I think they're all talented actors. and yeah, I think they're... there's there's a story to kind of explore with all of them, but obviously it's been very skewed for the past. It,
2: it was two more it was, it was a bit more Dustin, Lucas, and Max. Well, with the new introduction of Max yeah.
1: um, in this series
2: on mm-hmm. this So I think it was yeah. them three that kind of had the, the primary roles. Um, yeah, and I also Lucas... I, thought she,
1: I thought she was very good as well. Oh, yeah, I, I, I liked
2: was... her. I think she was very good. Yeah. yeah lucas with his starting relationship with her and dustin with his uh introduction of um wills will's little will's little um little child oh, or series like child from the end of series one with his little polywog um dart dart, dart. yes <laughs> little sort of tadpole looking, tad, yeah. um tadpole That's looking, a demigod, sort of,
1: isn't it yeah baby one.
0: De- Demodogs, Demodog, Demodogs.
1: Uh, I love the way he explains it. He's like demogorgon dog, <laughs> Demodog. <laughs> yeah,
0: Dustin's great, man. The uh, God, they had me almost in tears at the end of, at the end of the season, where he was at the dance and nobody wanted to dance with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was heartbreaking. Really felt for. It. <laughs> Nancy saved the day. <laughs> But yeah, that was still really heartbreaking.
2: Yeah. Do you know who I see Dustin growing up to be? Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's that's the kind of younger <laughs> version I, I honestly see in Dustin. I think he's going to be right. quite a, quite a comedic sort of almost um, play serious yeah, roles I, in the future.
0: Okay. I, I, see, I see comedy in his future. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> he's certainly a horse. I mean, yeah. he, yeah, he's he's got he's got great comic timing. He's 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 fantastic. I mean, they're all so good. I think I think Finn's gonna do very well. Finn Wolfhard think, as he goes forward, he's a very good actor.
1: I think he does uh, plays at the moment, doesn't he? He was on like Jimmy Fallon or something, and he was commenting that he was involved in like different plays. Oh, oh yeah, I'm cool. going to fucking Macbeth this weekend. Really? He's, pro- he's oh. probably not in Macbeth. I just pulled that out my ass, but you know what I mean.
2: Right. All all four of them were on the Late Late Show, weren't they? As well with the. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. Sing-along. Turns out he's playing Macbeth. It's a bit of a bit of a heavy role for him, it's a bit of a turn, but,
0: <laughs> but yeah, the uh the, the, the show just uh evoked so many emotions for me, you know, it was it, it it was tense, you know, and it had it had me laughing, it had me almost crying. I uh I popped for when uh Mike and Eleven reunited finally. You know, that was yeah. that was a super nice moment. Um
1: great ending. Great yeah, what, yeah. Where
0: yeah, do yeah. you see
1: it going? It's two more seasons to come, at the very least. Was it? Was it going now?
0: It's hard to say. Like you said, with the rift shut, with the the, mm. the door to the upside down being closed now, how? So we're not we're not going to see the 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 last of that. But I don't know. Oh how no, I, I certainly hope it. Not. Yeah, so we're going to. I mean, the, you know, I think I the g- mind flare is going to be the big bad going forward. Yeah, but, I guess yeah, it's I clear to see back. we're
1: away. going to explore the other power people. But outside of the outside of the other people with powers, yeah,
0: there's a story that we'll probably see a return of eight and whoever else now. Yeah, yeah, I'd assume. I I think it will be those guys versus the mind flayer. I think that's how it'll go down.
1: Sure.
0: Uh, A week ago, we uh, went to see Thor Ragnarok. This was a really really fun movie. I liked it a lot. What do you think, Ben?
2: So much. I saw it twice. Um, I saw it twice I saw it again a couple of days ago Um, I absolutely loved it Um, it had it had action it had fun it had humour it had um, Hulk who I I love in in the Marvel Universe Um, very very good it um, had the sort of comedic um, relationship that we had in the first Avengers movie between Thor and Hulk I felt um, and obviously we had Loki back in there as well, and I, I, I remember the um, the scene where they're in the in the combat arena and Hulk, is first introduced, and Thor's like, "Yes, he's a friend from work," <laughs> and yeah. he just looks up at like Loki, and Loki's just like stunned, at, like, "Oh God, God, I need to get off this planet." But as as the fight progresses, and then you've got um, Thor getting a of brutal treatment that Loki got in the first event as being. Thrown around by his legs and smashed into the floor, and Luke jumping back up and going, "Ah, that's
0: how it feels."
2: I thought it just just all these little ties back were great. I absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah, it's so it was really really funny. Um, Like you said, yeah, action, Um, pretty cool villain in Hela. Although we didn't see her too much. Um, It was it was mainly about Thor and Hmm. he struggled to get back and and whatnot Uh, greg what do you think
1: yeah i um i think that the 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 comedic aspect was was my favorite but i think that and a lot of
0: people uh are kind of criticizing it for its heavy use on comedy
1: oh i i disagree i think that the strongest aspects of the marvel series can be its comedy number two uh, Thor. number two Took itself way too seriously and really missed the mark. Maybe not just it because is. it took itself too seriously. I think the story wasn't that interesting. But
0: yeah, I that that way,
1: that way missed the mark. Whereas this, this didn't pretend to be this ultra serious story. It's got a lot of characters that are really good at comedy. Yeah. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, like right at the top of that list as well, because he's really yeah, damn he good at ki- it.
0: Yeah, he's killing it. Um,
1: really yeah. Good. So it, it, the the comedy—it was genuinely funny, genuinely funny. I'm not just saying that because, you know, to compare it to other things, but even compared to like comedies, it was a genuinely funny film.
0: Yeah. yeah. Whereas, I had, I had all three of us laughing in the uh, in the cinema. Yeah. Really the the story.
2: Uh, in fact, it was just us three. It was the whole cinema. The whole cinema was laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: they were. I think the story tread a really good line. Uh, well enough to get me interested and keep me going. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be mega serious the entire way through, and I think yeah. it alluded to, alluded to enough to make Hella a, a worthwhile vi- uh, villain. Kate Blanchett is just fantastic in whatever she's in. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But obviously she didn't have a, an awful lot of scenes, but it was the sort of world building around Hella in the scenes that she weren't in that really contributed to her being a villain. Particularly you know the bits with Odin in uh, was it Norway or wherever it was. Yeah, yeah. These things just really, really built her up and built up the kind of layered on that kind of North, Norse mythology quite quite thick. Yeah.
0: Well enough you know, to get me interested. Those scenes you mentioned in Norway, um, as he's dying, as he sat there with his sons, they were, I thought they were just fantastically acted. Yeah. Was, uh, it was huh. powerful stuff.
1: Yeah, Anthony Hopkins is a master, isn't he? There's, there's no other word for it.
0: Unbelievable, yeah. He's just, as we've, we've said on many occasion, like it, his performance in Westworld and amongst other things are uh, just, he's uh, outstanding. Yeah,
1: outstanding. and just there's so many things that you can't, you can't really teach as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Subtleties in yeah, the little subtleties
1: yeah. in the characters that he plays, and the little gestures and the little glances and the little moves of the, you know, the the muscle twitches in the face. You can't teach yeah. that stuff. That comes from experience. Uh, and this guy's obviously fucking decades of experience. He's he's as good mm-hmm. as it comes in terms of acting, and he yeah. for for as little as he was in this film, and he's he's obviously been used pretty sparingly across all the films. But as little as he and he stole the scenes, didn't he? Yeah. Even even next to really great actors in in Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tom Hiddleston in particular, Definitely he absolutely can. just, can't tell you can't tear your eyes away from uh, Anthony Hopkins when he's on screen.
2: Especially, there was there was the part where he was um, obviously when Thor comes back um, and he's playing and playing off as Loki. I felt like that was Loki, not yeah, Odin.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, definitely.
2: And that's Great credit when, when Thor credit comes where in, due- he goes, "Oh shit!" Exactly. That's um, <laughs> credit where it's due to Anthony Hopkins because he played that off that that other role within his actual same character r-
1: mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. And it's the way that he that he, he says some of the lines as well. So can you imagine if you read a line in in isolation and you didn't really understand the co- the context of something like, "So are you Thor, God of Hammers?"
0: Yeah.
1: And you just think that's that's a dumb sentence. What's all that yeah. about? <laughs> but the way he delivered it, and obviously the context the context counts for a hell of a lot in that place because it was a very serious, very serious it does. moment.
0: But the way he delivers it, there's a lot of weight behind it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Anton Hopkins is brilliant. It's a shame we won't yeah. see him again, but I I don't I think we're actually going to get another standalone Thor movie, are we? I Probably think we're do- not. We're done after Infinity War.
0: So. Yeah. Uh, bunch of cameos too in this movie with the Doctor Strange tied in with, with um, the post-credit scene of his movie with Thor. Yeah. Um,
1: That was cool to see him. Yeah, speaking of that, I I sort of expected to see him a little bit more. I think... Maybe I got the wrong impression, but I I thought that he was going to be featured a little bit more heavily.
2: I still think they need to think carefully about how they go with Doctor Strange within um, the Avengers and the Marvel Universe. Because, I mean, over... Obviously, you saw how he played around with Thor... Um, he played around with Loki and these are these are gods in effect yeah, and he's yeah. he's just playing with them so we have um, we have this ability where he, he threw Loki through the floor and had him falling for 30 minutes
0: mm-hmm.
2: he could have left him there so he could do that with anyone he could do that with Hulk he could do that with Iron Man he could do that with Thor yeah he is very powerful he's very powerful he
1: is he breaks and the scales a little bit doesn't he Yeah, so to
2: introduce him into sort of like obviously Infinity War or um, that sort. I mean, theoretically he could take on anything himself. Um, I think just need to be a little bit careful with how they do it. That's all. Yeah,
1: I mean Thanos is going to have to be really fucking powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That these guys, or they're going to have to knock the Avengers down a peg. However, I Mm. I imagine they're going to do that anyway. They're going to have to somehow, because Thanos is going to have to get the Infinity Stones.
2: But right, I feel as though that's going to be the part one. I think part one's going to be, the Avengers are going to be a, obliterated. They're going to be shocked and, and yeah, um, stunned. And then it, the part two will be the sort of, let's build ourselves back up and we can do this. I think that's yeah. going to be a, the sort of idea.
0: Um, well, I suppose um, Vision has to die, doesn't Does he? Fini- well, possibly, it, yeah. yeah you get his yeah, Infinity so, Stone. Yeah. I'm assuming awesome. that's what's keeping him alive. Yeah. Unless that's yeah, just source, unless
2: it's just source of his power. But whether he's actually an entity now, just without power, without. Because
0: he, he was created with it, there. So I don't know if maybe removing it would kill him. I'd assume it would. I'd assume it would. I figured
1: it would. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think links well with me saying that he's going to have to get the Infinity Gauntlet's obviously revealed uh, that the Infinity Gauntlet that is in <laughs> Odin's I've vault It's yes, not yeah. real. It's a fake. Yeah, it's a fake. sat there and it's a fake. So the real one's out there. We mm-hmm. know where, uh, is it five of the Infinity Gems are? Uh, yeah, something like that. And I six I in total. Four. So you've got the, the purple one which is in Guardians. Yeah. And that's now on the, the planet. I can't remember the name of the planet, whatever the planet's called. Uh, there's the Tesseract. There is mm-hmm. the one that was inside the staff that's now in Vision's forehead. Mm-hmm. There is the Aether yeah. that's in the Collector's Possession. So that's four. Okay. Then there is Struggling.
2: Didn't, wasn't the one from Doctor Strange...
1: Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Doctor oh, Strange, the, yeah, thing. the the amulet yeah. five, yeah. and then there's a sixth. Which obviously the theory is that it, it's Heimdall who's got that.
0: Um, you mentioned Odin, Odin's Alden, vault. So if we go towards the end of the movie, um, as it's, it's Loki goes through, um, to get the helmet of the guy, um, you see him stop and look at the Tesseract. He does. I think we—it's safe to assume that he has that now. Yeah, I think it's also but, safe to assume that that huge ship at the end was Thanos's, so we can see yeah. where that's going. It, yeah, if not, if not Thanos's into,
1: directly, into the then under the Thanos's control.
0: Yeah.
2: Having um, having saw it a second time and knowing that ending um, with Loki going into the vaults, I was mm-hmm. paying more attention to his whereabouts as well what you're saying about okay. the, the, um, with the, the cube. Um, yeah. After he looks at it and puts the helmet in the fire, you don't actually see him either board a ship, leave with Thor, or anything until he's in the the room on the ship with Thor and say, like, are you really out to talk to you if you were really here? That's the first time you see him yeah, after right. he does that. So where had he been and how did he get out? So obviously in that sense with did he take that? Very, very likely. Um, yeah. That's the reason they did it.
0: It's also worth bearing in mind that there's been a lot of, I think, reshoots and a lot cut out of the movie. Um, so maybe some of Loki's scenes have been cut. And that's just worth bearing in mind because I know there was there were some fight scenes and stuff like a scene with like the four revenges uh, on the bridge <laughs> kind of coming together that, that was cut from the movie as, as well as some other things um, so I don't know maybe in the original cut of the film we, we saw how he, how he gets there Do you think we'll see those
1: scenes in the, like, the special edition or something or deleted scenes on the DVD?
0: Possibly, uh, I, I saw an interview with the director uh, saying about, they recorded a, a, about four different post-credit scenes that he would possibly put on the special editions. Sure. Um, different stuff with the uh like with the Grandmaster uh being a part of the new Asgard and him coming to Earth and stuff like that. Obviously that's that that didn't happen. But speaking of the Grand Master, oh my god, <laughs> what a character. Yeah, um, Jeff Goldblum, was... man. I mean he just <laughs> plays himself a lot of the time, doesn't he? <laughs> he does but what... It was uh he was turned up a notch on this, he was I mean, talk about eccentric. Wow. Yeah. He uh, he killed it, he was uh he was absolutely great. I don't know if this his common knowledge, uh that the Grand Master is the brother of uh the collector. Do we do we all know that?
2: I didn't. That's quite uh, interesting.
0: Yeah, that's a thing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, some uh just great characters. Um we need to talk about Korg.
1: We do he was brilliant <laughs> wow. just to, just to pause I guess very quickly before we jump into it um, okay that one of the things I felt like this tread the ground of but obviously couldn't rehash was Planet Hulk so they're uh, on yeah. they're on the planet that Planet Hulk took place on Saka Saka yeah uh, the Grandmaster was obviously involved in the early bit of Planet Hulk before he rose to power Hulk on the planet um, do do you feel I don't know if you're familiar with the planet Hulk storyline
0: not in depth no but I, right. I know enough so suffice to say that it
1: explores Hulk as in not Bruce Banner as in the Hulk yeah a hell of a lot more in depth and they're never gonna be able to put that to screen because there's like licensing issues or something like that plus Obviously, they've covered this ground. So in this cinematic universe now, that story essentially doesn't take place. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little bit disappointed, in a sense. You'd like because... to have seen a, a full Planet Hulk. In the sure, universe. yeah. Cause, I mean, Hulk's one of my favorite characters in, in this Marvel cinematic universe. Just well, for a bunch of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's up there. I kind of want to see him explored a lot. I really like Mark Ruffalo as an actor as well. So I think he's got a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff to do. But we're coming to the end of the journey with these actors now, yeah, so right. these opportunities are, you know, are going by, and it's a shame to see, like, the assets reused in a sense because I think, oh, you know, what could have been. However, you know, it was a great film, so <laughs> I can't complain yeah. all that much.
0: So Cog. yeah, Korg, um, the, the uh, a supporting characters who end all supporting characters. This it was he was stealing the show whenever he was there uh, <laughs> um, he was played by uh played by the director himself taika watiti uh yeah some some of the some of the best uh lines I've, I've heard uh who what was the name of his uh, his little friend meek what was that again is it meek meek the one that meek. he thought he killed
2: yeah does oh meek i I stood him on let's <laughs> see why why' carrying oh meek's dead I've been, yeah. I've, been, yeah. I've been carrying him around I felt really, like, really guilty
0: <laughs> <laughs> so good and he just, he just so perks good. up
2: he's like oh Nick's alive everyone what was the question? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, he, he was a he was a great character you you see one of his kind I think in the beginning of uh, Thor 2 and there's a there's a clip of uh, I think in the opening of Thor 2 you see you see Thor on a planet and he uh he kills one of those rock uh, creatures. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, with the hammer, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah just obliterates.
1: It smash, and... Smashes it off
0: with a hammer. yeah, yeah perishable,
2: yeah. perishable rock.
0: Yeah, but yeah, this god it, Yeah, this movie was was so much fun. Uh, really, really enjoyable. If I, I had, tried to I start to a, a, a revolution. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> only my uh, only
0: my mom and my boyfriend turned up. <laughs> Uh, if I had to give it a criticism, I think maybe sometimes they went for a laugh at the expense of the moment. Um, for example, for, exa- for example, uh Asgard uh, being destroyed. Okay. Now, I mean, I mean, that's <laughs> I know strange. what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, and and you know, it, we had that great line about Meek being dead and I stepped on and I stepped on and stuff, which is funny. Yeah um but i mean that's still thor and loki's home and everyone else on that ship but we, for the most part but we
2: can rebuild as long as the foundations are strong
0: yeah again again it was oh. that was really really funny but um, yeah. i don't know i, th- I think it, i think it took away from that moment a little bit you know i get you know what odin said you know asgard is a people um yeah. but that's i mean yeah. that's still where everyone lived their entire lives and now it's uh now it's gone um yeah I guess nope. it's still them, it's still in service
1: of the gone. plot, though. It's still in service of the plot, as I mentioned, with the Avengers. They're going to have to knock people down a peg, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So I think
0: that that serves to knock Thor
1: down a peg. Not with the power of Asgard behind him anymore. Maybe the people... Yeah, I, but he
0: just, he just didn't seem to affect him at all. It's all right, no, we're good. Let's just go to Norway or wherever yeah. they're going.
1: I mean, to be honest, he seemed pretty chill. He pre- seemed pretty chill the entire way through that his dad had just died. Yeah, I don't know yeah, he has that, that, he has that short true. scene, he has a short scene where he's like you know he's pissed off, but
0: real pissed, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean they he, had no him time or... to
1: breathe, did they? It was yeah, just... neither him or Loki. He really. dies, and
0: then the fucking the movie just keeps moving and moving. Yeah. I think
1: there should have been something there where where perhaps Loki was a bit more affected by it. Now obviously we didn't see a lot of Loki throughout the film. We saw mm-hmm. enough of him, but not an awful lot. I thought it would have been an interesting thing though if, if Loki was the one more affected by it.
0: Yeah, that would have been interesting. Because, I, mean, I mean, and that's a thing throughout it anyway. Like you, you think in the, in the first movie, you think that uh, Loki's betraying um, his family because he's he's really a frost giant and stuff. But I think in the end, you 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 see that he's he's just trying to prove his worth to his father. Yeah. Um, yeah that, that that could have been uh, that could have been good but yeah um what would, what would you uh, what would you give this movie a rating out of 10 Greg oh
1: again I feel like I'm a broken record with a lot of these ratings that we give out it's going to be high again it's going to be maybe even a little bit above 9 I guess maybe something like a 9.1 or a 9.2 I think it ticked all the right boxes for me um Could have explored things a little bit more you know i I really love the norse stuff that went on but it struck a good balance, and i like that it just didn't take itself too seriously it told a serious Mm -hmm. story under the guise of a comedy and that was absolutely okay with me so yeah Um, 9.2
2: um i would probably reiterate similar feelings Um, ah
0: fuck it let's all agree yeah, it was great. Fuck it, <laughs> Give us a it shit. was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> Nine and a half. We're all we're all gushing as it is. Yeah, we love this film. It was really, really good. All right, yeah. On that note, let's uh, let's wrap. Uh, this has been episode three of the Digsite Podcast, and we will speak with you soon.